Welcome to The Grange Point, where we hang out and talk about the latest news in science technology and how they relate to your everyday life. This podcast is brought to you by the Young Scientists of Australia. We're a youth organisation aged 15 to 25 whose work is to promote science to the youth of Australia. In the unbearable heat of the Australian summer, we chill out and find out about some cool stories. Cool is very, very important for reindeer who are very busy at this time of year of Christmas, but they can be helping keep their environment cool. Plus, they have some incredibly magical noses. And we find out what general relativity and the Doppler effect have to do with Santa Claus's delivery of presents. This Christmas time in Australia, we've been sweltering under an unseasonally hot period, of sun, particularly in the southeastern part of Australia. In fact, we've seen record temperatures once again impacting us enjoying our summer break. And it's a bit hard to think about things in a chillier climb, but those in the northern hemisphere obviously are in the midst of a winter. And one of the things that you think about when you think about Christmas is, of course, reindeer and sleigh rides. But whilst they are involved in a sleigh-based activity, reindeer can also potentially be assisting us in slowing down climate change. Now, a team of researchers, led by Dr. Mariska de Beest from Umeå University in Sweden, have been studying the impact of reindeers on the tundra in the Arctic regions and seeing if there's any impact based on the behaviour and the feeding of these reindeers on the shrubs and in the tundra, on the actual heating and cooling of the area. Now, I have to take a step back first to explain why this is all connected to reindeer. Now, snow is very white, which is useful for reflecting back solar energy back into space. And this serves a great benefit because it actually keeps the area colder. Now, the hotter it gets in the atmosphere, the less snow there is with the ice caps and ice melting, which means less reflection, in fact, compounding it. So you end up with increased heat. As more and more snow melts, you lead to more and more heat. And this, obviously, is not a good thing if you're trying to keep the planet nice and cool, which in the Arctic you probably do want. Now, underneath this ice in the tundra lies shrubs and other basically low-level plants, which otherwise are buried deep beneath the snow, are suddenly exposed to sunlight. And this changes the way in which the atmosphere works in these local regions. Now, if the shrubs are very big and very large, they'll actually absorb a lot of solar energy. And instead of reflecting it back into space, they'll keep that heat and retain it. And on a micro scale, this doesn't make much of a difference, but covering large square kilometre areas of terrain, this can make a huge difference on the actual absorbed solar energy in that period. Especially compared to pure white snow, which is reflecting back almost everything. Now, these shrubs are going to be absorbing quite a lot. So to study this, people have been looking at, in the past, whether or not the type of shrub growing there changes things. And some researchers published in May 2016 from, by the University of Alberta looked at shrubs in the Yukon area and observed them uh, to see whether or not this type of shrub actually made a difference to the length of solar day. And what they saw over the past 50 years is that the uh, snow cover duration in the Yukon decreased by about 11 days per decade, which means that a lot of more dark thick shrubbery exposed instead of the white reflective snow and obviously they were concerned in this case but 
what they found instead is that some of the lighter, brighter types of shrubs actually helped reflect energy back up. Instead of amplifying the warming effect in summer, they actually saw a, they counteract some of the earlier snowmelt by about 40%, which is actually pretty nice. I mean, obviously, it's not enough to bat, to get rid of all of the uh, increased heat, but it certainly helps. And they found that there's a couple of different types of plants that are better suited to helping keep things cool, um, such as the dwarf birch, which actually absorbs less solar radiation, radiation and therefore increases the higher the overall albedo of the area. Now, the types of shrubs that they found best were ones with closed canopies, where solar radiation couldn't really get all the way through. Um, and they also backed up these results they found by studying the shrubs on the ground by studying it from satellite, which showed and confirmed the impact of these different plant types on larger area cooling. Now, coming back to the Swedish reindeer, so researchers from the University Omea University in Sweden were actually looking at the types of reindeer and the types of shrub that they eat. Now, if reindeer is eating lots and lots of shrubs, then they can actually keep the level of those shrubs down and therefore increase the amount of reflection back up and keep the place cooler. And working through the summer season, the team studied the actual reindeer activity, looking for vegetation tramping indicators, collecting dung and other tracking measures. And they also measured the overall density, the abundance of the vegetation, how much areas were covered by leaves, the soil moisture and temperatures levels, as well as the albedo, the reflection of light levels. And in areas with higher densities of reindeer, they changed the architected vegetation by decreasing the shrub abundance, which led to actually increases in albedo and decreasing the net amount of heat absorbed, which is actually what they were aiming for, so more cooling in these areas. So what the results from the study by the University of Umea in Sweden is that reindeer, by eating shrubs that are now growing in the changing climate, can actually help cool, not a large amount, but a small amount, particularly in summer. And it would, while having a small change, hopefully have some kind of overall balance on the regional area uh, energy performance. So whilst reindeers and shrubs may not be the be all and end all for stopping climate change. It just shows that sometimes little things can happen to have a larger macro effect. Now, if you're like me and spent a lot of time waiting to open presents when you were younger, pondering the physics and implications of a man delivering presents across the world instantaneously almost to everyone, you obviously thought long and hard about what this would mean for general relativity, and how on earth it could possibly work out. And well, Dr. Katie Sheen, a physicist in the Geography Department of the University of Exeter in the UK, not only thought about this for a very long time, but actually did some analysis and some papers to help explain how it would all work and why no one would see it happen, which is very, very important if your name is Santa Claus. There's an interesting part about Santa, and that is that no one really observes him delivering all the presents, which makes sense because obviously um, he's working at such a fast speed. 
but it's a bit more intricate than that. Santa's stealth can partially be explained by special relativity, obviously the theory developed by Albert Einstein. Um, now, what happens in special relativity is... Now, obviously Santa is travelling blindingly fast to deliver all these presents, approaching the speed of light. Now, but when this would happen, he would shrink, or get thinner in the direction that he's travelling. Due to the laws of the conservation of energy and mass, that's what would happen to Santa himself. And as he's travelling that fast, well, time is passing more slowly for him than the rest of the world, which also helps in the swift and efficient delivery of presents. And explains why he's not aged that much. Now, if he was stopped to enjoy any snacks, biscuits, cookies, milk, carrots along the way, well, then obviously this would all be moot and he would sort of have to restart things again. Now, overall, there's about 31 hours taking into account time zones around the world for which Santa to accomplish this task. And pretty much he would have to travel around 10 million kilometres an hour to deliver the presents to every child expected to celebrate Christmas. And obviously, if he has to carry a lot of presents with him, his mass will increase as well. And that would actually be very interesting, because as he's travelling so fast and carrying so much mass, all these presents, his appearance would actually shift from red to green at faster and faster speeds. In fact, he would almost become invisible, or a blur, a rainbow-coloured blur, invisible to the human eye, because he would be travelling so fast. Now, that, that colour change is, is actually done as part of the Doppler effect. And that means that the colour shift occurs, the red-green colour shift, as well as the speed and the sound, which would mean that you'd be quite difficult to actually hear him. So, general relativity, the Doppler effect, and a lot of other complicated physics can go a long way to explain why and how Santa manages to be so stealthy and yet deliver all those presents on time. Turning once more to the wonderful reindeer, and we know that reindeer, particularly Rudolph, has a fantastic magic nose, but real life reindeer have a nose that is almost as magical. Now it doesn't turn red, which of course is a little bit disappointing, however it enables them to survive in the incredibly harsh winters. In some areas of mainland Norway, such as Svalbard, temperatures drop to 30 to 40 degrees below zero Celsius, and that's incredibly cold. In such areas, there's little food to be found, especially when snow covers the landscape. And to get to food, reindeer have to often chew through cold snow, as well to get water and to get to the food underneath it. So how do these animals survive this almost nightmare of a cold environment? Well, obviously the fur is useful, and it's a good insulator, and that helps. And they also survive by releasing as little heat as possible to the environment through their nose and conserving as much water vapour as possible from their breath. And in fact, they have a very, very intricate and complicated nose structure, designed specifically to help them live in cold climates. Now, researchers at the Norwegian University of Science and Technology 
And this particular research was led by Elisa Manginelli, who's a PhD candidate, and combined with her professors, Professor Signe Kjellstrup and Olivin Wilhelms. And Wilhelmsen is an adjunct professor researcher at the Sintef Energy Research Lab. Now, most of they specialize in thermodynamics and heat exchanges. So why would they be studying reindeer? Well, the reindeer nose and respiratory system actually has a lot to tell us about keeping things functional in a super cool environment, which for engineering is really, really important. And so what they did is they took a real life reindeer into a controlled climate chamber and got them to walk on a treadmill. And while doing this, they studied the respiration, the inhale and exhale. And, and then they changed the uh, temperatures around them to study what happens at different temperatures. What they saw is that the reindeers have a fantastic ability to change the temperature of the air they inhale before it even reaches their lungs, and vice versa. If the outside temperature is well, 40 degrees below zero, when it reaches the reindeer's lungs, it's about 38 degrees Celsius, not minus, positive. So it's gone about a 70 to 80 degree shift over the course of just coming through the nose down their lung and into their lungs, which is amazing amounts of heat exchange and warming and cooling. And when they return it, the same thing occurs. And that means that there's not any buildup or condensation. They're actually basically balancing it out and keeping the, the airways clear through this gradual temperature change. And this is amazing in terms of heat exchange and physical performance. Now the nose itself is made up of cartilage and bone. It's like basically a big fleshy structure with mucous membranes and lots and lots of blood vessels. And when you study the nose in slices, you can see this incredible web of pathway that has to be traveled. And when you measure that inner surface area, it's enormous. Now, if you think about how enormous it is, the best way to compare it is, if you measure the length of the coastways of all around Norway's entire coastal region, you could see how the entire coast is enormously long, once you have all the zigs and zouts, bays and so on. And that's what the reindeer's nose is like, this entirely corrugated, complex surface geometry. And that amount, huge amount of surface area means that there's a huge amount of heat exchange going on, which is important for the heating and cooling that they undertake. So to further study this, they actually built mathematical models and physical simulations around the reindeer. And for them, they managed to actually start to replicate some of the lessons learned in the design of this heat exchange to make some incredibly powerful new ideas, which would help engineers and scientists when they design cooling for everything from wind turbines to phones and computers and cars. And that's really one of the fascinating things we can learn from such a simple thing as the magical nose of a reindeer. This has been the Young Scientists of Australia's podcast, LaGrange Point. The magical nose of a reindeer, plus how they can help keep things cool. And we found out about how reindeers help chill the environment around them through eating shrubs the connection between Santa and the Doppler effect. Our ending theme was composed by Audio and Head to ysa.org.au for more information about the Young Scientists of Australia.